ladies and gentlemen. This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Andrew Siciliano. He is a brilliant, brilliant creator. He's in charge of every detail. He knows what he wants. It works. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Today's guests from Pro Football Focus, Trevor Sikama, 49ers Radio, play-by-play announcer, Greg Papa. Plus, your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Andrew Siciliano. Oh, fear not, we might have some other guests as well, but hey, uh, we're back. It is a Thursday after the Super Bowl. There is no offseason. We are 70 days until the NFL draft. Welcome into the show. Happy that you are here. However, you are taking us in, whether it's on the radio, whether it's on the Roku channel, however it is, you are with us today. We thank you kindly for being here. I would love to talk about mock drafts. We'll do that in an hour. Uh, I would love to talk about pitchers and catchers now in Arizona and in Florida. Actually would love to do that. Maybe we will do that later. We'll would love to talk about an NBA player being arrested last night for punching a guy on the other team before the game. <laughs> Maybe we talk about that. I miss that. Would, would love to, to talk about the fact that I didn't hit mute on my computer right there and I just got a text live on the air. Maybe we could talk oh, about that. Who is it from? Um I don't know. I don't have names here. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, business opportunity. I'll get to it later. Oh, um, fun. I, I would love to talk about the combine. I would love to. Uh, well, Fox Sports 2 has beach volleyball up on my monitor right now. I didn't know there was a Fox Sports 2. There is a, ba- a little baby fox. Little baby. Yeah. I would love to talk about the fact oh that Cooper Cup, Mike Del Tufo, told me in training camp that every rapper now has a young or a baby in the name. <laughs> you just called Fox Sports Two little baby. Little baby fox. <clears throat> Tiger Woods is playing miles away from us right now. Yeah. Tiger Woods. You and I, Chris Brockman, hope to go tomorrow because he has a late afternoon tea time. Would love to talk Later. about that. Maybe we will. I'll be honest, we will eventually. But, you know, we got to talk about Kansas City as well. Regardless, um, welcome and hello. Good day. Thank you for having me, both Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo and TJ Jefferson. Gentlemen, great to be here. What's up, up, everybody? How are you? Great. Good. Great. Okay. (laughs) I'm really well. Look, Andrew. Our thoughts are elsewhere. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I I don't know how to do this story without doing like three hours of what's wrong with the world today talk, which nobody wants to hear because because sports is, you know, in, in newsroom and journalism parlance, the toy shop, right? of the entire media business. We're the ones that have the fun. And I think equally as important, that fun is shared with you, the consumer of the media. You know, this is an escape. At the same time, 
you'd love it to be a place where we can have reasonable conversations. Just like when we're at a bar watching a game, we're not always talking about the game on the screen. We're talking about our lives, our shared experiences, our families, our kids, that thing that happened at the office today, that thing that happened down the street, right? And I mean, that that's what we do. It's not always about should Steve Wilkes have been fired? I don't think he should have. You know, should Kyle Shanahan have taken the ball? I don't have a problem with it. You talk about other things in the bar as well. So let's talk about what happened in Kansas City. I was hosting the parade coverage yesterday on NFL Network, the the studio portion. We had our great reporters, James Palmer and Sherry Burris there. Thankfully, they are both safe and healthy, and they are back home. They got out of there. They were right near the gunshots. They hid under the stage as police told them to, and then got into Union Station, got into the garage, got in their car, and were able to get out safely. Thankfully. Got off the air at noon, and let's just set the stage. So the final minutes of the parade, they're on stage. Travis Kelsey is up there so comically hammered that he could not stand up on his own. He couldn't even read his phone of he the was lyrics. Trying that he wrote. to it was read his phone yeah. for friends in low places, and they eventually, like the Oscars, just played him off stage. <laughs> like, get out of here, buddy. Right? Yeah, Mahomes picked him up on that one. Like, let's get out of here. Okay. Chris Jones had been up there seemingly agreeing to a three-year extension and eschewing free agency. His agent had just tweeted. Cut them off with beer mug emojis. Get him off stage. Okay. Everybody is happy. The season's over. Season's over. Party is on. Like, that's at NFL Network. That's like our last thing. Not that we don't do shows every day. Total Access is on again tonight. I'll be hosting. Right? But that's like it. Like, we wrap. That's it. Great job, everybody. I got off set, took the mic off, walked back to the newsroom, and then all of a sudden, we have a giant, much like this monitor behind me here, a giant wall of TVs with all the news channels and sports channels, and we also have all our internal feeds where all the cameras are coming from everywhere, and we have multiple cameras, obviously, at the parade, and all of a sudden, I look up, I go, guys, look, cops with guns drawn, including long guns, running into, running into Union Station. And everyone stops and looks up. You're like, oh, my God. All right, hurry up, get back on air. And I'll I'll just fast forward to the part where you know now that people have been shot. You, You know now that people are hurt. You know now that one person has died. This is maybe 90 minutes in, and I get a card printed for me, and I'm reading it for the first time on air, and you're holding it, and you read it, and you look up, and you say that the children's hospital is treating... 10, nine of whom are children, eight of whom suffered gunshot wounds. 
You look down, you make sure you read that right, and you look back up again. Say eight of them have suffered gunshot wounds. Kids who had off from school went to a parade and were shot. Like, how do you, how do you begin to wrap your head around that? I got a text during the parade because we had this wide shot of the massive crowd. And then we zoomed in and, and you see all these kids wearing Mahomes jerseys. And listen, I, I'm still a kid inside. We all are. Like, I want that parade for my team. Okay? Like, I didn't get it in 2016 with the Guardians. I, I have never gotten it for the Browns. Like, I, I want that parade. I, I will be a little kid no matter how old I am when it happens. But you see all the little kids there. And I said, these kids are going to carry. This is still during the parade. I said on air, these kids are going to carry these memories for the rest of their lives. They are going to tell their kids one day, hey, grandma and grandpa took me down to the parade. And I was there. And Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes got off the float and signed my jersey or took a selfie with me. I was there. And I'm going to show my kids one day. Said that on the air. And I got a text from a friend I hadn't, hadn't heard from in a decade. Literally a decade. One of those ones where you don't even have a, a text thread above the text because it had been so long and I probably had an Android. Like, I mean, so long ago. And it said, hey, Andrew, you don't remember me. Worked years ago at Fox with you. I'm such a huge Chiefs fan. Thank you for saying that because I'm still a little kid watching this. And for years, all I wanted was a parade. And now I get it every year. And I'm still a little kid watching this. Like I get chills just watching this. That is awesome. And then a couple of hours later, those kids are shot. And they're in children's hospital. And their memories are now, I went to a parade and I got shot. Now, there are far bigger conversations and societal issues to talk about, about what happened yesterday. Gang violence, which is what it seems like it was. Accessibility to guns. Public carry laws. The idea that we in this country decide that any dispute we have now has to go to a gun. Look, we could go on and on about this. But just boil it down to this. For me, kids got shot. Like, on what should have been the greatest day, period, for them. Trey Smith, um, this went viral yesterday. Our friend Albert Breer tweeted a story that he had spoken to some people with the Chiefs and pointed out how Trey Smith, among others, the offensive lineman, was so great in trying to calm the kids that were in the Chiefs party. He was on Good Morning America this morning. Take a listen. Before I, I run in there, there's like a little kid in front of me, so I just grab him, just yank him, and just tell him, you're hopping in here with me, buddy. So I don't know how many people there were in the closet, maybe 20-plus. Um, one of my teammates, my long snapper, uh, James Winchester, was very instrumental in helping keep people calm. We end up getting the green light to be able to get out of there. 
uh, we end up walking um, to the bus. He's, this little boy uh, was with his father. Oh, he's just a little hysterical. He's just panicked. You know, he's scared. He doesn't know what's going on. And, you know, I had the WWE belt um, on the entire parade. And, you know, I was, you know, man, what can I do to help him out? I just handed him the belt. Hey, buddy, you're the champion. No one's going to hurt you. Nowhere. No one's going to hurt you, man. Um, we got your back. We just started talking about wrestling. You know, who's your favorite wrestler? What was your favorite wrestling match? And just little things like that, just to take his mind off. Like he was looking out the window and he was seeing people, you know, just reacting away. They were trying to get out of that situation. So I'm like, here you go, buddy. This is yours. You know, man, like, so again, no one's going to hurt you when you're here with us. Thank you protected, buddy. You're going to be a-okay. You're going to be all right. Hmm. You know, <laughs> like, imagine going there and then you're running for your lives trying to protect your kids, right? This wasn't like a single gunshot. I mean, 22 people got shot. How many bullets didn't hit somebody? Think about that. Update this morning from Children's Mercy. 11 of those patients, ages 6 to 15, nine kids shot. Three of them are now um, inpatient at the hospital. All others have been released. So that is promising. They say all of the kids should, should be able to recover physically. Mentally, however, that's another conversation. 23 victims in all. Three people have been detained and are under investigation. Two of those detained are juveniles. So it's not only kids getting shot, it's kids with guns. Those kids, those juveniles can be detained, and all three, up to 24 hours without being charged. Multiple firearms recovered from the scene. Police chief in Kansas City this morning says, quote, this appeared to be a dispute between several people that ended in gunfire. Who the hell brings a machine gun to a parade? Seriously. Who brings a weapon of war to a parade? I'm all for the Second Amendment, but if you bring a machine gun to a parade, you never deserve to see the light of day again. Hey, I'm an anxious human being. I'm not afraid of crowds, but I'll be honest, I've been afraid of this stuff for years. For years. I don't get panicky, but like when I'm shoulder to shoulder in a crowd trying to get out, my first thought is, what happens if the you-know-what hits the fan? I don't know that I want to go to parade anytime soon. Do you? Doesn't, uh, doesn't seem like I will be, no. No. I don't. And I don't know that I have an answer. Because I live in California with the strictest gun laws in America. This could happen here, too. It could happen anywhere. And it's when do you feel safe? In a movie theater? At a game? I generally feel safe at a game. I do. There's metal detectors. Yep. There's all kinds of layers of security. Yep. Now, <laughs> we've all walked through stadium metal detectors 
And I'm like, is that thing really on? You know? But still, like, you know, I don't know anymore, guys. Like, you want to take phone calls on this? I wish I had something deep to say. It's like I'm at a loss for words. It's just, like, it makes me sick. And I don't know that there is an answer. Because we're not banning guns. And I'm not saying we should. Don't, don't, don't come at me, because that's not what I'm saying. You can't ban idiots. You can crack down on organized crime. Hey, since the dawn of time, gangs and organized crime have found a way to get guns. Including in societies and countries with the strictest of gun laws. Idiots still get them. I don't know what to do. I would love to shrug my shoulders and say, nothing you can do, move on. It'll, it won't happen again, but it will happen again. And then we're going to sit here like a dog chasing our tail, trying to find an answer. What's the phone number? 844-204-RICH. 844-204-RICH. I don't even know what the question is. I don't know what the answer is. Maybe if you just want to have a conversation. God forbid you were there and want to share your story. But we're here for you. That works. Listen, we will get to talking sports i promise you know say right now if any of you idiots at the brown super bowl parade brings a gun next year anyway i digress we need that little lightheartedness at the end there i think what yeah i digress no, the, the Brown Super Bowl parade. Why? Oh, that's not lighthearted. No, the, the, the Super Bowl parade's going to be in Cleveland. You're the idiot for thinking oh. that the Browns could win the Super Bowl? Is also, that it? Just no oh, matter, no, no, I'm not the idiot. It's not going to be in Dallas. So no matter who wins the Super Bowl, the parade is going to be held in Cleveland? Is that what you're <laughs> the, saying? The parade's going to be in Cleveland because... Cause, are the Chiefs moving their parade next year to Cleveland? Or are you saying the Browns are winning the Super Bowl? How about this? More likely to win the Super Bowl next year. Browns, Cowboys, Hey, keep us out of this Patriots. <laughs> Okay. Well, put in I, your name if up. we're ranking them, the Patriots are clearly the last. Greg May, baby, let's go. No. <laughs> if you get them, you're not winning the Super Bowl next year. Oh, you can't say that. Yes, I can. Hundred percent. Like one hundred percent, you will not win the Super Bowl next. DJ Stroud won a playoff game. Game singular. Yeah. Not plural. Weird things have happened. We. Well, I don't know that anything. Yeah. No. Andrew Brockman met Matthew Judon during the Super Bowl. Oh, that was pretty He's tall. And yeah. he, he, they assured each other that they By were going to win the Super Judon Bowl. Judon guaranteed a championship in like three years. Okay. Three years. Just saying. He told me. I, I, I expect him to be truthful and, yeah. and back Bro- this up. And Brockman and Sully completely believe that this is going to happen. So <laughs> Shout out, Sully. You know. <laughs> All right, Brockman, throw the phone number out right, again. We're, we're here for you guys if you want to talk today. Uh, let's take some calls. 844-204-RICH. Hit us on Twitter at Rich Eisen Show, and uh, let's have a conversation today. Let's yeah. do it. And, and listen, we will get to sports. Trevor Sikama is going to be here as well. New top 10 out on, on, on PFF. Um, the quarterback rankings are going to surprise you. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Um, and again, back to yesterday. There is no answer because if you are in the ban all guns camp, okay, that's not going to happen. Let's just cut the, cut the nonsense. Yeah. It won't happen. Period. Full stop. Like, I, I get it when people want to sit here and, and, and 
and and pound the table for that. But it it, it won't happen. So, you know, you could ask for stricter gun laws. Stricter gun laws is me, me speaking only. That's still going to happen. Because it happens here in California. We have the strictest laws, period. Period. Idiots will still get guns. Now, I'm all for making it harder for idiots to get them. But you're still going to get them. So I don't have an answer. I don't. I don't. Other than 844-204-RICH. All right. There will be football coming up. I promise. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. What was your baseball game like? My baseball game, actually, my baseball game was pretty good, but I, I couldn't, I didn't play in high school. I played like recreational league in um, Babe Ruth. Okay. And I used to pitch. Pitch? Yeah. As well. Pitch and hit. Yeah. So, what was your pitching game like? Uh, the pitching game was pretty good. I mean, I didn't, you know, I, you I, I, had a, I was a heavy ball. I didn't know, I had no idea what, what I, how fast I was throwing. Huh. But people used to say, man, you got a heavy ball. So when you, we're watching you swing in Major League as Pedro Serrano, yeah. is that your swing? That's my swing. <sighs> oh, and I don't know if we ever talked about this, but okay. every ball I hit out, mm-hmm. I hit out, except not as far as they shot it out because they have to reverse the camera. Hold on a second, Dennis Haysburg. <laughs> how many how many home runs did you hit? Well, I hit, major well I hit three in, in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. I think I hit three in the movie. I hit every one of them I hit out. Okay. And all the batting practice you you oh yeah i used to hit oh yeah i used to hit routinely 
So were you the best hitter of all the actors? In I that would say movie? so. I would say so. So Charlie and I were the only guys that could really pay, play baseball. Um, Wesley was really athletic. Okay. And could run, but uh, wasn't he, much he, of a hitter. He couldn't hit, but you, but could Charlie hit, or he was just Charlie could hit, and Charlie could pitch. But you went yard more than anybody else in the cast of, oh, yeah. of Major League, except for the you know the guys, the, the baseball guys that were out there. <laughs> Actual. So who was the worst? Oh, I can't. I won't say. Yes, that. you can. You oh, absolutely man. can. That microphone works. <laughs> Corbin Burnson, could he? Uh, Corbin was okay. Uh, I think Tom Tom Berenger was like maybe the no worst. kidding. Yeah, I love you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he forced it out of me, man. Back of the Rich Eisen show. Andrew, uh, Andrew, you're a Cleveland fan. And in the break, we just played a clip from Dennis Haysburg yeah, about as, six years As we ago. transition to sports, yeah, yes. Yeah, talking about, you know, the Major League stuff and uh, was he really hitting the balls for home President runs Palmer, and... also in Major League as Pedro Serrano, of one of the greatest, one of the greatest characters ever created for, for the American screen. And, and you're one yeah, of the biggest, uh, Cle- Steel as well. biggest Cleveland yeah. fans that I know. Thank you, Mike. Biggest <laughs> Cleveland fans that I know in all sports. How, how did you take... Uh, major league back in the day and do you still enjoy it now oh i mean it's the greatest american film ever made it's up there with on the waterfront and raging bull <laughs> on the waterfront yeah on the waterfront. seriously <laughs> i firmly believe that yeah it's the i saw it in the theater opening night when i was in high school yeah greatest american it, it's yeah i mean to hell with scorsese or <laughs> yeah it it is it is it wow. period full stop okay now Along those lines, Major League Two, Major League Three, among the worst films ever made. But you understand they had to make sequels. Oh, I get it. Yeah, they're awful. Shouldn't watch them. Yeah, like like the end of the Star Wars trilogy. Just don't don't watch or trilogy the nine, whatever the hell they are. Um, yeah, but Dennis Haysbert there, Pedro Serrano revealed in that clip you guys just played for the TV audience that Tom Berenger was the worst of the crew in actually playing baseball. I thought he pulled it off better than anyone other than Charlie Sheen as the veteran catcher and the gear and always, yeah, blocking sure. blocking balls in the dirt. Who knew? Okay. I've always heard about that movie, uh, Wesley Snipes, not real, I mean, obviously jacked and a physical specimen, but not a great athlete. So whenever he's running in the movie, it's always in slow motion. Have you noticed that? Yes. And so they're trying to hide all of his, the things that he couldn't he do. He couldn't run? Well, it just kind of looked awkward. He it didn't look like a baseball player, so they tried to, to hide it all with the slow motion and the and the you know movie tricks. Wow, I didn't know Nino Brown couldn't actually run. Uh, Nino Brown. All right, moving on here. Um, yeah. So, sorry, trying to compute football in my head here. Let's talk about what happened yesterday in uh, in San Francisco. Uh, this happened as chaos was breaking out in Kansas City. Actually, at that very moment, Kyle Shanahan was having here at noon Eastern a teleconference with reporters in which after already doing his day after the Super Bowl presser, he now came back, actually it was Tuesday, came back on Wednesday to say that Steve Wilkes is out after one year as defensive coordinator of the 49ers. Steve Wilkes is a damn good coach. Uh, the Panthers made deep that inside regret not keeping Steve Wilkes after he almost took them into the playoffs in 2022 after Matt Rule was fired 
And they got hot playing defense and running the football down the stretch. Steve Wilkes was brought in to run a different system. He's he's not necessarily a 3-4 cover three guy. But that's what they ran there. That's what they ran with D'Amico Ryans. That's what they ran with Robert Sala. It goes back to the whole Seattle Pete Carroll tree. That's what they ran. So they brought him in and said, hey, can you run this? And he said, yes. Because he was the best defensive coordinator available. Just different system. We had something similar here with the Rams a few years ago. Brandon Staley from the Vic Fangio tree, a 3-4 tree, left to become head coach of the Chargers, Sean McVay brought in Raheem Morris and said, Raheem, run what we've been running, even though that's not what you know. He adapted. They won a Super Bowl. In this case, Steve Wilkes adapted. They had, and I'm mixing these numbers up, in terms of total and scoring. Total means yardage, scoring obviously how many points. They were either 3-8 and eight or 8-3. Eight and three. But both of those numbers were in the top eight. So they had a damn good defense. But he got fired. Go back to the Minnesota game during their three-game midseason losing streak when Trent Williams and Debo Samuel were banged up. Drake Greenlaw banged up in that stretch as well. If you remember, the deep ball against a cover zero late in the game in which Steve Wilkes took serious fire for calling the blitz and then Shanahan called him out after the game for the zero blitz. They lost that game. They then lost the next week on Sunday on a short week to the Bengals. So it had been brewing. It had been brewing. You hear Nick Bosa, and you see Nick Bosa, if you watch the fourth and one where Mahomes had the keeper on the final drive, where they could have won the game right then and there, there's a shot from the sideline where Bosa on the field as Mahomes is turning the corner, and you know he has the first, throws his hands up. Like, how'd that happen? So that defense blew it down the stretch. There was a timeout that they called late in the game as well. Why? Well, it seems like they called the timeout because Wilkes was going to bring a blitz and Shanahan was like, you're not doing that Minnesota stuff again. <laughs> it's Mahomes. So this has been brewing. But just think about it. If they did stop the fourth and one, they didn't. But let's say they did. I mean, they're one yard from winning a Super Bowl. Have you seen inside the NFL yet? Not yet. Okay, watch it. It's on the CW. You can download it. You can watch it streaming. It's on the DVR. I watched it over the TVs here yep. on, uh, on Tuesday night. There is a shot of Kyle on the sideline, head down, talking into his headset, talking to the people upstairs, going before the fourth and one. All right, stop this. We win the Super Bowl. And it was almost like he was trying to convince himself. Not like, come on, guys. Now, that's not necessarily Kyle, but hey, stop this. We win the Super Bowl. You knew they weren't going to stop him. You knew it. This is a top 10 defense against, by the way, the killer of dreams and the snatcher of souls in Patrick Mahomes that couldn't get off the field. So he takes the fall. We have seen this movie before. Does anyone know where we saw it? Anybody? TJ, Del Tufo, Chris Brockman. I would say, do you know where we have seen this movie before? In terms of defense? In terms of this. Firing the defensive coordinator immediately after a late game Super Bowl meltdown. 
Did the Falcons do that? The Falcons, TJ, did it. Good job, TJ. After Kyle Shanahan's offense, and to be fair, Dan Quinn's defense, it was a collective effort, but Kyle to this day has taken heat for his play calling in that game. After they couldn't protect the 28-3 lead, the day after, or two days after, Richard Smith was relieved as defensive coordinator. We have seen this blueprint before. Now, Dan Quinn did the firing, not Kyle Shanahan, but Shanahan here is the common thread. Now, to be fair, the Falcons that year had the number 25 total defense. They were not good. Right? They got to the Super Bowl largely because of Kyle Shanahan and Matt Ryan, who won the MVP that year, and their excellence on offense. But the connection is there. Kyle Shanahan's team can't close the Super Bowl. Defensive coordinator is fired within 48 hours and takes the blame. So who do you get? Do you get Brandon Staley? He runs a 3-4. Yeah, I've been seeing that out there. You run a 4-3. You're going to stand up Nick Bosa? Play an entirely different system? Do you go get Marquan Manuel, who was with you in Atlanta and was under consideration to be the guy after Richard Smith was fired? What do you do? Do you call... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Wait for it. Pete Carroll. Oh. The not, father no, of that system. Not where, I thought you were going. That's not where Brockman thought you were Think going. about that. I know where you're going. I'll get there in a second. Do you bring Pete Carroll would back? Pete, would Pete do it? To sunny California. Would Pete Carroll be Kyle Shanahan's defensive coordinator? Seems unlikely. Because if you look at how the NFC West has generally gone, okay, with these coaches the last few years, Sean McVay beats Pete Carroll, has his number. Kyle Shanahan beats Sean McVay, has his number. Seahawks have certainly beaten the 49ers plenty. Everybody beats the Cardinals, although the Cardinals occasionally give the Seahawks some trouble, more than they expect. Would Sean Mc... I'm sorry. Would Kyle Shanahan hire Pete Carroll? And then, obviously, the one that you want to get to, and he is more of a 3-4 guy. Yes. Do you call... Yes. Bill... Yes. Belichick? Yes. To take over. Like, Shanahan, see ya. No. To run the defense. Oh, okay, that works. Kyle's not getting fired. Nah, Kyle's not getting fired. He doesn't deserve to be fired, in my eyes. You you think he should? No, but it's fun to say. Okay. Is, is it fair to ask, will there come a time where they decide it's time to move on and, and maybe he wants to go try somewhere else? Well, if they keep blowing 10-point leads in the Super Bowl, then yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Totally. He should have three rings. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, come on. There, there also comes a time. Let's talk about 28 to 3. That's not all on him. All right. He wasn't the head coach. Nope. Yes, his play calling will be call, picked apart. Just call one running play in that game. Yeah, sure. I get it. Yeah. Tom Brady also played the most 
perfect half ever. You were in the building. Not even half, just like a quarter and a half. Yeah, you were in the building. Uh, I was not, Sarah. Oh, okay. was. It was the worst day of her life. It's My fine. apologies. Thanks for bringing it up. Okay. Hey, <laughs> I, I was... I was texting in the fourth quarter with, with, with friends in the Falcons front office going, where's the party? And like, yeah, we're yeah. about to bolt. I get it. See you over there. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's not all his fault. 28 to 3. It's not all. No, I know. It's fun. Okay. It's fun to say that. Um, sure. If Jimmy Garoppolo hits Emmanuel Sanders, right? Yeah, and if Brock Purdy hits Debo, I mean, it's the same thing. Sure. There there are there are so many ifs if you stop them on fourth and one. Yeah. Stop them on fourth and one. Why is Bosa crashing on the running back? Patrick Mahomes isn't giving that ball up. Nope. You're talking no. on the fourth and one or on the game winning touchdown? Fourth and one. Oh, on the fourth and one. Patrick, he crashed hard. Patrick Mahomes isn't giving hard. that ball up. Come on now. So also on the uh, NFL films thing on the inside the NFL, you'll see Trent Williams on the sideline. Before the play going, watch the keeper. He's going to keep it. Watch the keeper. Watch the keeper. And then they cut to him after the play. And he's like, oh, I mean, you knew he was like, clear as day, clear as day, clear as day. Um, And you could see Kyle Shanahan as well after Brock Purdy. And then they didn't pick up a blitz like, oh, like what the. Yeah. When McDuffie's coming clean there on third down. Well, Trent Williams got. Got beat bad on one of those plays late, too. So, sure. Chris Jones is unblocked. I don't think Bill Belichick would take it. I don't. I don't think he would. Because Bill Belichick wants to be a head coach, clearly. Bill Belichick wants back in to get to Don Shula. This, going to California, giving up a year off to breathe and to relax and maybe dabble in some television... I don't think, and again, I, I, I haven't had a conversation in person with Bill Belichick in 15 years. So, full disclosure, I don't think he would do it. But don't you have to make the call? Don't you have to? Due diligence, right? Like, I, I love Brandon Staley, but Brandon Staley's defenses with the Chargers, I hate to tell you, were not good. Real bad. Not good. Yeah. Real bad. Suffered from lack of communication. The numbers were just bad. Yes, they had a lot of injuries, but they just weren't good. Belichick's defenses are good. <laughs> Why you need me to tell you that? They were really good last year, even though they won four games. Really good last year. With Christian Gonzalez hurt. With Judon hurt. Right? Yep. They were really good. Don't you have to make the call? Now, you could just give it to Chris Kacarek. All right? Or Chris Kiffin. You could do I mean, those make sense as well. Those are in-house or in-system guys. Guys you know. Guys you've worked with. That makes sense. But Brandon Staley's in the system as well. I mean, your little Shanahan tree thing right. in there as well. I call Belichick. Even if it's... Ring, ring, hey, this is Bill. Bill, it's Kyle Shanahan. Nope. Even, even if it's four seconds. Make the call. Hey, what do you think about? Nope. Great. Had to check. Okay, bye. <laughs> I'm going to do the uh, ESPN uh, 30 for 30 thing. What if I told you? What if I told you? What if I told you? That a phone rang. What if I told you <laughs> that walking out of Mercedes-Benz Stadium after the 28 to 3, that one day in San Francisco, Bill Belichick would work for Kyle Shanahan? 
Bill looks down, sees 415. Well, what's what this? if I told you that Bill Belichick declined a oh. call from the 415? He's just like, hey, voicemail, spam. <laughs> Think about that. I don't, I don't need any more gold bars. <laughs> what, how does Rich describe the NFL like a never-ending storyline? Um, Narrative-generating ne- machine. Narrative machine. And he's dead on. Right? It is always stranger than fiction. That's Every I mean. year. You never know. Every year, this is the weirdest there are storylines that are stranger than fiction. The weirdest season ever. Come on. So, and we will get this. Free agency opens on Wednesday the 13th. Now, the window is going to open three days earlier. Talking March, next month, a few weeks away. Four weeks. Right? The stuff that will happen between now and March 13th, right now we cannot even begin to conceive. Like Russell Wilson. I mean, we could conceive it. Russell Wilson, who I ran into Friday in Vegas with Sierra, they were lovely. Um, he cut his hair down really, like really, really short. Um, could be cut. Could be traded. Highly unlikely. Cut, most likely. Could be cut. What else could we see happen? We could still see a coaching move. I highly doubt it. Kyle's not going anywhere. I think we're totally, totally, totally. It was done during with this that. window a couple years ago. Tyree Kill, we're driving to work. Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill. traded? got traded we are going to see bonkers stuff like that in the next month i guarantee you there are going to be headlines that make you drive off the road i guarantee you what if kyler got traded he's not gonna get traded but you could see that what if remember where i was i was in hawaii last year got the call oh yeah Bears and Panthers just made a deal. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think the Bears are going to do that, but here's what I would do with the Bears. Let's just say, hypothetically, you're happy with Drake May. I would still want Caleb. But everyone thinks that it's a binary decision here. Caleb Williams or Justin Fields, it isn't a binary decision. You could make the... You could jump to this... You, you could say... I'm happy with Drake May or Jaden Daniels. Trade Justin Fields and trade the number one. Go down to two or three and take one of the other quarterbacks. You could still do that. Can you imagine what you could get if you trade one, even if you're moving down only two spots or one spot, and Justin Fields? I never even thought of that. You could get... Everyone's draft picks. That's really fun. Bears fans should be rooting for that. It's not a binary decision. Anyway, that's fun. I want Bill Belichick and Kyle Shanahan together. (laughs) I want two of the not angriest, least personable in the building people (laughs) working together. I want that to happen. And I want it to be on hard knocks. Hard knocks with Kyle Shanahan and Bill Belichick defensive coordinator would be the greatest American reality program of all time. That's insane. I don't need real housewives throwing things at each other. I need Belichick and Shanahan together. Give it to me. Pump it into my veins. (laughs) And then after hard knocks... I want all or nothing. I want in-season hard knocks (laughs) as well. 
844-204-RICH. Hoskins is yelling at me. Back after this on The Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. I did not approve this, but, uh, you know, that's that's part of me delegating to you, our social media grand maester. You put out on Instagram a photograph. It says breaking bears trading for Russell Wilson. And and what's today's date? What's today's date? It is April 1st, Rich. And that is what? It is April, April Fool's Day. <laughs> so um, it's five minutes to air. And I, my phone's on the desk and it's buzzing. And yeah. and I, I, I see it is, uh, you know, it's... it's uh, uh, it's Jeff Garland. Is the caller there? Is the caller there on the yes. chat? <laughs> Jeff from Chicago. <laughs> What's funny about it? Nothing's funny about it. Nothing is funny about it. Our friend Doug Robinson texts me. Yes. Capital left. Russell Wilson. He says, you know, Rich doesn't usually get the scoops. Adam Chester should be on this. Well, that should have made me suspicious. But no, I have so much respect for the Rich Eisen show that I know that they have connections that nobody else has. That's true. Well, you know what, Rich? I'm not going to swear. But I got to tell you, your little social media boy, he's going to get his. Oh, my God. <laughs> TJ, do you have anything to say to Jeff Garland? Yeah. Uh, happy April Fool's Day. <laughs> All right. Hey, TJ, you don't know what you've brought down on yourself. You don't even have a clue. I'm you ready know for the it. power that I have, I... especially in practical jokes. I'm going to nail you so hard. Pause. You know what? I hope you enjoy your testicles right now because they're going to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I need them. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the Rich Eisen Show. Andrew Siciliano sitting in for Rich. You okay over there, TJ? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, good. No, seriously, I'm, I'm concerned. Like, I, I got the whole 
sinus thing happening right now as well. So I want to no, make sure it, you're it okay. Was a drink that went down yeah. the wrong, down, I, down the wrong tube. I hate when that happens. I'm fueled right now by four cups of coffee. You've had four already. Sudafed and sugar. Oh, uh, because. Susie yesterday has a box of donuts over there. RJ brought in like 50 cookies from Dee Dee Reese. So many. Dee Dee Reese, by the way, Westwood legend, oh, legendary yeah. place here in LA, right off the UCLA campus. One right here. Um, yeah, no, not not for. I had a cup at home, okay. and then I have like a. a, a, a Liz got me a, a iced Americano here, a grande, which is like two or three shots. So maybe two, maybe three cups. Okay. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things. Anyway. Yeah, I'm two uh, snickerdoodles in, so we're. Yeah, I have one snickerdoodle. The Rich Eisen Show, uh, Rich Eisen Show Radio Network at the Rich Eisen Show desk, which is furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call or click Granger.com or just stop by. Do I sound congested? I do, don't I? Yeah, but you always have a deep voice, so it sounds yeah, it sounds is, even better today. I can't when I'm congested, it sounds better? Yeah, I think so. I don't think yeah, you sound it gets congested. A little deep. No, I definitely sound congested. I think you sound it does good. get a little deeper. Andrew. Why, thank you. Like you got the cans on over there. Listen to the deep voice. Trevor Sycamore is going to join us uh, coming up shortly. Uh, next hour here, we're going to go through uh, the PFF big board here because it is officially draft season. Shipping off, all of us are in a couple of weeks to Indianapolis for the scouting combine. Let, let's just have the quarterback conversation right now. It is going to be it. Caleb Williams, number one. Okay. If it's the Bears or somebody else, Caleb Williams is going number one in this draft. We have two months to listen to noise. I mean, the draft is August. I'm sorry, April 25th. So really, it's three months, no, two and a half months um, to, to try to hype up someone else. It's not going to be anyone other than Caleb Williams. And I'm sorry for ruining the surprise. The question becomes, does anyone trade to number one to take Caleb Williams? And the question beyond that is... Where do the quarterbacks stack behind him? And does somebody like Joe Alt, the Notre Dame tackle, or Marvin Harrison Jr., the Ohio State wide receiver, get in between the quarterbacks after Caleb Williams in the top five? I am sorry, Bears fans. It's not going to be Justin Fields next year. And I'm not anti-Justin Fields. I, I just don't see it. It can't. Organizationally, even though the president of the Bears just came out, um, Kevin Warren, who's the former commissioner of the Big Ten, when Justin Fields was playing quarterback at Ohio State in the Big Ten, said a lot of really nice things about Justin Fields. I don't doubt his sincerity. But organizationally, it makes, look at me if you're on camera, if you're looking at the TV, zero sense Zero to keep Justin Fields. Zero. Unless you believe that he is your quarterback for the next five years and is worthy right now of upwards of $42 million a year. The Justin Fields contract negotiation, if I'm representing him, begins at Daniel Jones. And the Giants are already regretting that deal. It begins at Daniel Jones. If you are willing to guarantee Justin Fields right now 
north of 40 to 42 million dollars a year and guarantee at least those first two and really make it hard to get out unless you're there for three so we're talking 120 million dollars if you're ready to do that right now then do it but if you're not move on reset your financial clock and take the one that everyone agrees is a generational talent if you don't think he wants to play for her or his dad's going to mess everything up. I don't buy that necessarily. Who cares? Take him. Deal with that later. Just deal with it. Trade Justin Fields, get something. Both can be true. Justin Fields is a good player and a good kid with a bright future. And it makes more sense to trade him. Both can be, and in my opinion, are true. They're true. Just move on. I'm sorry, like, I found somebody younger and hotter and cheaper. And that sounds so dehumanizing, but it's unfortunately the business. It's just the way it works. It's never personal. In this case, it truly is business. Now, could you do the Tua thing? And pick up his fifth year, but punt on the extension. Uh, you could. Why? That just is kind of awkward. Either way, radio listeners, Trevor Sycamore, right around the corner, will continue this conversation. Yeah, I think you're just do feels a solid, send him to a good situation, whether it's Pittsburgh, uh, which is the, kind of the betting favorite, or Atlanta. I like Atlanta, which is where he's from. Uh, and then you just hit reset on your franchise and on the the pay scale for for your quarterback. And that's the big thing. It's hitting reset on the pay scale. Now, as for Atlanta, I I spoke to Arthur Blank on NFL Network on Friday, the owner of the Falcons, and among other things, he said with Bill Belichick, there was no offer and it never came down to control. There was never a conversation, I need this control, therefore, you're not the guy. Um, What he also said, and and he just kind of followed on, on how I led him there, I said... You know, the conversation with Belichick is, well, it's okay, let's say he's there, but who's going to be the quarterback, Mr. Blank? And I said, and now, and then he kind of jumped in, yeah, now it's the same conversation. I get it. He goes, because we, we, he didn't say we need to find a quarterback, but he agreed, yeah, that is the big issue. And we are working through those options. So the Falcons, again, picking eighth, a tradition, because it's almost Masters season. A tradition truly unlike any other. The Falcons picking eighth. It happens every year. They've got to figure out what to do. Is Jaden Daniels there at eight? That would be awesome if it were. Oh, no way, though, right? Uh, They'd have to trade up. Can I flip a two to the Bears and get Georgia native Justin Fields? This is me flipping a two to the Bears. Huh? How about that? Trevor Sycamore's coming up next. 